Hey everyone, welcome to the stream team. I'm your host, Patrick Stinson. And if you are suffering from the seasonal disorder known as post Oscar blues, we are here with the cure and it's a big fat dose of great streaming stuff. Can you really not see anything engaging about it? Yes, I suppose I can see how he might engage a person. If you haven't tuned into Bridgerton yet, you should know it's juicy in a whole new way. Season two is a record-breaking success, scoring almost 200 million hours of viewing time right out of the gate. After all, there's no business like show business. You may quote me. <laughs> it's real-life family drama that will have you transfixed by one of Hollywood's first power couples in the documentary Lucy and Desi. They've opened an investigation into your connection with the death of Conrad Roy. But I didn't do anything wrong. And ripped straight from the headlines, it's all about the eyebrows. Elle Fanning completely transforms for the disturbing story of the girl from Plainville. And of course, I could not do this alone, so joining the stream team, we have my brother from another mother. He is film critic, Dish Nation VIP, and uh, something of a regular on the Today Show now, Andrew Freund. Hello, hello. Yes, I've been on the Today Show twice, but I'll, 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 I'll take regular, sure. That's a regular, that's a regular. Sure. And for the very first time, Tony Gonzalez. Guys, she is a big deal. She is the vice president of the Latino Entertainment Journalists Association, and she's making time for the stream team, and we do appreciate it, Tony. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Andrew, listen, when when it was the early days of the stream team, you brought us news of something called Bridgerton on Netflix, and you were spot on in your assessment of Bridgerton. And now it's back for season two. It's changed a little, and I'm hoping we still get the juice. Um, first of all, can we just roll that clip of me talking about Bridgerton season one? It's in the ether. Let's. Hold on, Let, let's just roll that so I can uh, confirm what I said. Uh, let's roll that, please. <laughs> okay, so my newest obsession, which I, I'm gonna call it right now on the stream team that people will be talking about come Christmas day is a new show called Bridgerton. Okay, so of course, back in 2020, I predicted here on this show how big Bridgerton was gonna be. It has streamed in over 82 million homes. So it is a global, global phenomenon. And what did they do, Patrick and Tony? They followed it up with season two. Let's take a look. It has been said that competition is an opportunity for us to rise before our greatest of challenges. This is the season the Viscount intends to find a wife. <laughs> you honestly just did that? I believe I did. Okay, guys, so as you can see, season two is a little bit different than season one. I feel like on season one, we were so wrapped around the sex, 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 because, you know, I talked about it a lot, lot, lot. But I will say, in season two- What's wrong with that? No, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But season two is a little bit different. It's a little bit more cerebral. And we delve deep into the characters to see what they're thinking, not necessarily what they're bumping and grinding to, if you know what I mean. We do. Um, <laughs> but season two centers around Jonathan Bailey's character, Anthony Bridgerton, as we of course saw in season one. And it is centers around his quest to find a bride. So he is the Viscount and he's looking for his Viscountess. 
So there, of course, is a big ball. There's another diamond uh, of the season. And it becomes kind of a love triangle between two sisters vying for the Viscount's affection. Now, I'm not going to give too much away, but you're going to get to see the costumes, the music, the huge sets. I absolutely loved, loved, loved season two. And Entertainment Weekly had a quote, and I thought it was really funny. They said, no Duke, no problem. Because you really didn't need Reggae Jean Page in this season, and people are making a big deal. Oh, there's no Reggae Jean Page. You, you know, obviously he's very nice to look at, but you don't need him to drive this story. And I will say Bridgerton season two checks all the boxes. And honestly, in season one, we saw a lot of the Duke. There wasn't much more we yeah. could see of him. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is this season's a little bit more refined, as I did say, but yeah, not as, you know what this season is? It's, it's a lot of tension. You're like, are they, are they not? Are they going to, are they don't? So you kind of can draw your own conclusions versus, you know, see a kind of sex scene on screen. This, this season is not about the sex as it was the first one, because I feel like they just want to go deeper into the characters this season. Excellent. All right, uh, Tony, for your very yeah. first time here on the stream team, you are coming in strong with the very unsettling, uh, based on a true story, The Girl yeah. from Plainville. Okay, so The Girl from Plainville, in case you guys don't know, is the real life story about who, you know I love some alliteration. It's the toxic teen texter who like in 2014, pretty much basically talked to her, her husband, her boyfriend, who was 18 at the time, she was 17, into killing himself. Um, Elle Fanning plays Michelle Carter, who's a real life person. Uh, she completely transforms as this person. Now, Elle actually went to uh, South by Southwest and, and premiered this uh, for Hulu. She, that's the network that it's on. Right now, there are three episodes on. I've seen the entire season. Elle had said, hey, listen, I was in high school when it happened. I don't remember too much about that time, but I remember her eyebrows, which if you guys know, the eyebrows were like, she had blonde hair and then like some serious dark eyebrows. And then the scowl that was just like, holy cow. Um, Elle said, those were the only things that I really remembered about it. But as I got to know more about the story, I was in. Lynn, do you believe Michelle Carter murdered your son? I'm stuck. Tell me what to do. What motive could she possibly have? Miss Carter will not be testifying. This whole thing is a lie! He was the love of my life. She was so in, she became an executive producer on this project. Pretty much everybody knows the story, right? So like this girl, she was kind of lonely. They were about 30 to 40 miles apart in Massachusetts. Her boyfriend was depressed. They were both depressed. Both had had suicidal attempts in, in the previous, in their past. Um, but she just would not relent. He's like, look, I'm kind of considering suicide. She's like, do it. He's like, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks goes by. She's like, no, do it, do it, do it. Like, she will not give up on this guy. So much to the point where in real life, she actually is like, he gets, he, the way he does it, not to spoil because it's already out there. Um, he he uh, poisons himself by carbon monoxide poisoning in a truck. And in real life, he's actually in this truck in a Kmart parking lot gets scared and gets out of the car and they are texting and talking at the time and she's like get back in and he gets back in and he dies i mean it's a tragic tragic story about depression and mental illness and how far does technology go and it is riveting if you don't know the story i encourage you to watch it 
if you do and you still want to know a little bit more, this is a little bit of a different take on it. It goes way deeper into his family. She's phenomenal. Chloe Sevigny, who is always amazing. Loved her since The Big Love on HBO. She plays the boyfriend's mother and she's just heartbroken. Uh, three episodes are out now. There are eight in total. Hulu's hitting it out of the park. This is my second favorite show so far this year. The first, of course, is also Hulu one, and that's Life and Beth. Highly, highly encourage both shows. But Tony, I gotta tell you, like the revelation of just the text messages that this girl was sending him, like in the show, it's just amazing to see it in real life or even in this show. It's just, it was amazing and disturbing at the same time. Yeah, I, I she's locked up, right? I hope she's locked up. Okay. I, are you sitting down? I can't tell from this perspective, Andrew, if you're sitting down or you're standing up, but I will down. tell you, she is not locked up. That is insane. She was found, uh, she was found guilty. She goes off for, uh, she's sentenced to 15 months. She serves less than a year, gets out in January of 2020, and now she's free. Wow. It's well, unbelievable. Someone, so she's got to live with that for the rest of her life. Yeah, she's got to live with that. The, the text, you guys, are heartbreaking. It's awful. It, it's just, it's, I highly recommend it. 100% highly recommend it. Elle Fanning is phenomenal. Stick around. We have more of the stream team after the break. All right, next up, a documentary about a couple who changed the business that we're all in, television. Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were groundbreaking Hollywood heavy hitters back in the day. And the new fascinating documentary, Lucy and Desi, pulls back the curtain on how it all happened. I'd like you to meet my favorite redhead, the mother of my children, ladies and gentlemen, Lucille Ball. On Amazon Prime, the documentary is produced and directed by comedian Amy Poehler, and it's really an eye-opening look at the lives of Lucy and Desi, obviously best known for their hit show, I Love Lucy, which was groundbreaking, but this film focuses on so much more, and thanks to a whole bunch of archival footage and audio tape recordings that had never been seen before, plus old home movies, it's really storytelling at its very best, and Lucy and Desi do a lot of that storytelling themselves. We also hear from their family, their friends, their children. Amy Poehler does a beautiful job painting a complete picture of their lives. And guys, I do think that this documentary kind of got overshadowed a little bit because everyone was talking about being the Ricardos with Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. But this is really, really well done. It's well worth your time. I cried like a baby at the very end because it was so emotional. I was so proud. It's weird to be proud of Amy Poehler because she doesn't know me from the next guy, but I was really proud of her because it's really well done. And you can tell that she has love for them and what they did for television. And Patrick, wasn't their daughter involved in this? Was Oh, absolutely. She yes, absolutely. She's throughout it. And you hear from their son also through audio tapes and like, I mean, you hear you hear from Carol Burnett and a whole bunch of other Hollywood heavyweights who knew Lucy and Desi. And you really get a kind of like a new look on how Desi was a, a game changer in, in television, just a complete game changer. And I think that's often or sometimes overshadowed because, you know, people love Lucy. They love Lucy so much. Um, but Desi was, uh, he was a mover and a shaker. He was not to be screwed with. And, uh, 
Also, uh, just a great uh, musician and uh, kind of a heartthrob back in the day. Some of the old pictures. Wasn't of always nice to Lucy though. Let's not forget. Right. True. That. True. No, absolutely. Kind of a true. dog. True. Absolutely true. But uh, like a little but, bit of a heartthrob back in the day. Uh, really well done documentary. I will add to that pride actually with you. You said you were really proud of Amy Poehler. It makes me really pride, really proud for Desi because hold when you say revolutionized, that doesn't begin to cover. Before him, there wasn't three cameras on a sitcom. There wasn't, he owned an entire studio. And as a Cuban American at the time, that that makes me proud. And and to your point of Andrew, whether or not the daughter was involved or not, she spoke so eloquently, and this is where I teared up, Patrick, of their last ever phone call before he died. And that's something that really wasn't covered in the other one. And, and to your point, yes, absolutely. That was a phenomenal movie. This one really, really goes deep. I, and it's yeah, great. I, I, I love this one. I, I've watched a lot of interviews with Lucy and you could tell that Desi was truly her, the love of her life, regardless of what they went through and all the ups and downs. She loved that man so much, let alone, let's just think about, they were an interracial couple in the fifties making mm -hmm. a TV show. She was a woman producing it. Like none of that was ever, they were right. such trailblazers, both of them. And, and they were, I mean, before that wasn't that they didn't even have a pregnancy on television. The right. fact that they wanted to show her being pregnant was absolutely not, no crazy. Mind you, they had to go through the uh, sponsors who were cigarette makers at the time. So, I mean, imagine how much has changed between now and then. That's yeah. amazing. And their relationship is so iconic. Like they point out in the documentary, that people don't realize that they were both remarried after they divorced and they were married to their other people longer than they were married to each other. But everyone remembers Desi and Lucy. Everyone. Like Sonny like Sonny and Cher. I mean, you always loop them together too, yeah. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but that's totally true. A great documentary, I agree with you, 100%. Amazon Prime, really good. Well done. Okay, now for uh, fun for the whole family, we're gonna go from talking about the Ricardos to the Garcias, which is a reboot kind of, or a spinoff of a show from back in the early 2000s when all of us were just babies. Uh, I wasn't even born yet. Sorry, I totally was, but just to make <laughs> me feel a little bit younger. Uh, the brother, it's, This is actually a sequel to the Brothers Garcia. It was like 2000 and 2004, that kind of time. Um, and basically what this is, this is a, a sequel, like I said, um, that's gonna be on HBO Max. There's gonna be 10 episodes. It airs on April 14th, and it takes all the entire original cast and, and shows them where they are now. The Garcias are taking Mexico by storm. No one can stop us now. The brothers have um, grown up, they've married, they've had their own kids. They still have the mother and the father. They're still incorporated. It's on HBO Max, and I like, Patrick, did you say that it's family friendly? It is, it might've been a little bit better suited for like say a Disney or something like that, because it, it really is as told by the kids, just as the original one. I don't know if you guys remember, but in the original, it was actually John Leguizamo who did the narrating and he was one of the children then. This time it's it's told by a girl from a point of view of one of the, the, the daughters. Um, it's timely, it's really sweet, a little bit saccharine sweet, if you will. It doesn't really deep delve into like serious problems like the earlier mental health that we were talking about from the girl from Plainville. But this one is just good old fashioned family values. Everything goes back to the family. Um, and personally, as a Latina, it makes me feel good that I can look at the credits. It says Gonzalez Rodriguez, 
uh, Ramirez, Garcia. I mean, that just talking about our pride, that that makes me proud. And I'm so happy to see that it went up to, to HBO. It's, it's great. I really like it. It's good, family-friendly, to your point. I, I read an article about it and the brothers Garcia, and they were like, it's Latino from the bottom to the top. Everywhere. It's directed by, written by, uh, camera guys, everything. Latino, 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 Latino. I don't, uh, I don't like that. I love that. Um, period. In a sense, I don't know what else to say about that. It is top to bottom Latino. That's on period. That's what the kids say nowadays. Period. <laughs> oh, it is? See? What, is that I what they know. say? Wait, Patrick, what are they? Can you do that one more time? On period. I don't know. I think that's what the kids say. Andrew, What's the hand gesture? What, I don't that's... know. That's, that's, that's old man addition to what the kids say. <laughs> okay. Can, can we end today's show that way on is on period? We will do a call back on in period. later. We certainly will. <laughs> I don't know. This could mean something else salacious for all we know. I don't know. Okay, now straight from the stream team newsroom, a couple of noteworthy mentions in the streaming world. I'm gonna take it like a bandit. Over on HBO and HBO Max, a Black Lady Sketch Show makes its season three return on April 8th. The Emmy-winning comedy series is back with six episodes and more than 40 guest stars and some much-needed laughs for all of us. Hoping to hit the right note on Peacock is American Song Contest. It's the U.S. version of the wildly popular Eurovision, the longest running music competition in the world. And now America is taking a stab at it with the show hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. Contestants from all over America sing and try to win. And that's it. I have summed up that show for you right there. It's not perfect, but you know. Who's Remy's? Concentrate! April 14th on HBO Max marks the return of the Great Pottery Throwdown Season no. 5. God, <laughs> oh. no. No, what is with you in these shows? All no. the excitement and the emotions of pottery throwing is back. It is one of my favorite shows, Andrew. And when we talked about the last season, you told me, quote, I have no desire to watch this show. And I just want you to know that now there's a season five and I will be watching sitting on my couch, happy as a clam. And I stand by my quote, Andrew. Uh, somebody needs to catch me up on this. The pot, what, do they make pottery? Do they sell it? Sure. What, what's the story here? It's, <laughs> it's out of the UK and it's from the people who make the great British baking show, but it's pottery. And you wouldn't think it was exciting. You wouldn't think it was suspenseful, but it is. Andrew just is a hater. Uh, it's, it, it's, you know, something goes into the kiln it explodes in the kiln. The contestants have limited time to make beautiful pottery. I loved it. And then one of the judges is always crying because he loves beautiful pottery. You're really lucky you got me mid-Botox right now because I can move my face to exercise my distaste for what this show is. I have no desire to watch it. According to your face, hey. I think you enjoy this show. <laughs> I. I actually think that, is this a joke that you guys play on like the new person just to kind of like take a show that is completely out of the realm and throw it at you just to kind of see, this can't, this show can't really exist. Pottery? The great pottery throwdown does <laughs> indeed exist, and he Tommy. Watches it. Yep. 
and and I absolutely love it. I stand by it. Do I have a couple okay. of cocktails while I'm watching? Yes, but still. a couple. I judge you for just a couple. I think I'd probably let's get drunk and watch pottery. Sounds like a good time. And I do bring out a special pottery cup for my drinks. So <laughs> right, that you made synergy. In a second challenge, that's hard. Then it gets longer and longer to pull off. Oh, Florian! <laughs> that's the usual reaction. Coming up next, the final movie of this episode of the Stream Team that leads Andrew Freund to make a very interesting confession. You know, I may or may have been on an edible when I watched this film, and I may or may have told the cast that when I interviewed them at the junket. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Stream Team. All right, finally today, we are going deep inside of Hollywood. And Andrew, the bubble takes us deep inside the movie-making world. Yes, Patrick and Tony, if you both feel like you have lived in a bubble these past two COVID years, guess what? Writer-director Judd Apatow has the comedy for you. Take a look. This movie is going to make the world forget about all their problems. Yeah! What we're doing is edgy. Yeah! It's real. Crystal just did a TikTok with a dinosaur. Okay, guys, I really, really love this comedy. I laughed my ass off watching it. And basically, the premise of it is it is about the cast and crew of a blockbuster film trapped in a production bubble. So we kind of get to see the inner workings of what it was like for people making movies these past couple years, but with a Jad Apatow comedy spin. And one of the most interesting things about this, the, the reason why this whole movie came about was because Judd and his writer Pam Brady were inspired by the making of Jurassic World Dominion, which is going to hit theaters this summer. But it was delayed and delayed for months and months. And the cast of that film had to live in a bubble. So in this kind of parody film, we see the actors in Judd's fake movie called Cliff Beasts 6 um, work around this production bubble. So it stars Karen Gillum, Pedro Pascal, Judd's wife, Leslie Mann. It even has Judd's daughter, Iris, in it. And they play these kind of heightened action heroes forced to live together during production. And I laughed. I mean, Keegan-Michael Key is also in this movie. And I just laughed my ass off because I feel like also here in Hollywood, we like a little inside baseball kind of things. And, you know, even if you don't work in show business, you'll still appreciate and laugh about all the things that we had to go through during the pandemic and that we're still going through. Um, there's even a scene, I, I think it's in the trailer where, you know, they assemble the cast together and the kind of COVID protocol guy was like, don't touch anyone, but you're allowed to make sweet eyes with each other. Making sweet eyes at each other. I'll show you what that looks like. <laughs> so you can do like, <laughs> and that's the most you can do in a production bubble because you know, you know, there's COVID's running rampant and all that stuff. Um, but this is streaming on Netflix right now. Highly encourage you to watch it. And um, I think you're going to laugh. I think, Patrick, I know you're going to laugh a lot watching this. Andrew, I saw the trailer and I thought, I said, I should ask Andrew, every now and then here on the stream team, we talk about maybe like there's some films and TV shows that maybe you want to do an edible beforehand. This seems like the right one. <laughs> 
You know, I may or may have been on an edible when I watched this film, and I may or may have told the cast that when I interviewed them at the junket. So, you know, sure. Whatever floats your boat. Edible, if it's legal in your state, cocktail, all of that good stuff, for we are not, sure. We're not encouraging drug usage, but sometimes... We are encouraging it if it's legal in your state. That's right. And you know what? I'm in LA, so say love Okay, I am interested in any movie that will make me laugh my ass off because because of the edibles that I have partaken in, yes, it is legal in my state, I have gained a good 20. So if you guarantee me that there's a movie that's gonna make me laugh my tuckus off, I'm in. It's fun. Oh, and by the way, there's these huge epic CG dinosaurs sticking with the kind of whole Jurassic World theme. The film that they make is is kind of a dinosaur film. So you even get to see, you know, the guys that are in those weird, you know, mocap suits and what they do behind the scenes. It was so, it was so funny. It also stars Maria Bakalova, who we got to know from Borat. Of course, she was nominated for an Oscar. And this is one of her first roles since Borat. So I can't, I just thought it was funny. I just, I like I to laugh. Down. I need to laugh. I am down for the bubble. I'm down for it. So essentially we have cocktails for the pottery show and edibles for the bubble. The bubble. The bubble. Yep. That sounds like a great weekend to me. And Bridgerton, you could do probably champagne. That's very Bridgerton-esque. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't have one to recommend for the girl for playing though. I'm sorry. That's just you're that, gonna that's need a cocktail. Of a serious, yeah, that's maybe, yeah. maybe a dark liquor that you just sip on while you wonder what is wrong with that woman. Gosh. What is wrong with kids these days? I mean. Um, uh, hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Tony, thank you for being here for the very first time. Before we go, we always let uh, you tell our audience where they can find you, how they can get in contact, social media handles, all that stuff. Tony, what do you got? Where can people be in contact? I will accept Starbucks gift cards on Twitter which is at movie tony m-o-v-i-e-t-o-n-i and on instagram i'm tv producer girl because on the side i like to produce a little tv absolutely andrew what about you where can we find you on a day-to-day -day basis uh you can find me on instagram the chiron is appearing right now at andrew freund right here uh you can watch me on Dish Nation, you can hear me on Sirius XM on Jeff Lewis Live, and you can also watch me on The Today Show on NBC. Periodically on The Today Show. Yes. Uh, thank you both for joining us. And as we say goodbye, I want to say that's all we got, and that's on period. <laughs>